Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning business coach, keynote speaker, and content creator. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is designed to educate, empower, and engage. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted, inspired, and empowered after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 42. Today, we are going to discuss the business tools that I am using to run my multi-six-figure business. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens to episode 41. I know it was a little bit different than any episode that I've ever done before. Um, it was a quick one. It was about eight minutes and I basically just read 31 different morning mantras to you and I did get some good responses and I want to take a moment to read some of the more recent reviews. This first review comes from CRP. She titled the review, Awesome, and she gave it five stars. She said, I follow you on YouTube and I have learned so much about natural hair care. Now I have discovered your podcast and it is so refreshing and uplifting. Thank you for pouring into so many people with your knowledge and helpful advice. And she put a sunflower emoji. Thank you so much for that awesome review. And I'm going to read one more. This one comes from uh, a Windyund. A Winden. It's A-W-I-I-N-D-O-N. She says, making time for me. Five stars. Thank you for being so authentic. I love your podcast. Well, thank you for leaving an awesome review. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would love to read your reviews in an upcoming episode. If you do not listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, but you have something you want to say or you want to share, feel free to share with me on Twitter. You can tweet me at Janelle B. Stewart. And of course, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you all. So getting into today's episode, I recently came back from a work retreat with my business partner. We visited Bonaire. I'm not sure if any of you have ever heard of Bonaire, but it is a small island not too far from Aruba or Curaçao or South America. And I went there specifically because I am a member of a vacation club with Divi. Divi has a several locations throughout the Caribbean. And Bonaire was one of the locations that I've not been to. Now, in the past, I've been to Divi Aruba, and I've also been to Divi Barbados. There's a Divi Bonaire, which is where we went, and there's also a Divi St. Martin and a Divi St. Croix, which I also plan to visit at some point in the future. Now, Aquila, my business partner, if you are a member of my digital content creation school, then you're very familiar with Aquila because she is the course coordinator. She does a lot of the emailing. She communicates with members very, very often, and she has a very, very integral piece in the school and its development and its growth. Now, we were celebrating a great year this year, 2019 we were able to surpass six figures within the first eight months and we continued to grow in the last quarter of the year. And so I remember telling Aquila when we first launched the school in 2018 that I would 
make sure that we celebrated if we hit six figures. Whenever we did, I didn't really exactly say like if it happens in the six months, if it's in eight months. I don't remember saying if it had to be this year, but I just remember thinking we should celebrate any wins we get and six figures was like the goal that I set for us. And we ended up doing that in August. So we basically had this vacation that we had to plan. And so we were able to do that from, I think we left on December 2nd and we came back on December 7th. Now Bonaire was amazing. The weather is beautiful every day. It's the Caribbean. So it's always beautiful, hot sun um, that just warms your spirit and warms your soul. The people in Bonaire are pretty dope as well. They speak a language called Papamento. And I would say most of the people look to be Spanish. That's the vibe that I got from them. While there's a good amount of people that also just look black, most people look like they're Spanish. The the resort, Divi, is a great place to stay if you want like a low-key vacation that still feels very like, still feels like you're a part of the culture. The Divi location in Bonaire is called Divi Flamingo. Divi Flamingo Resorts in Bonaire is a great place to stay. It has this street running through the resort that feels very much like your downtown and at night they put on these hanging lights these string lights that just make you feel like you're in a very festive environment and it's very low-key it's very quiet Bonaire in general is like that so it's a great place to stay if you want low-key quiet not too much going on but um there there is a little bit of nightlife we were able to find a restaurant called Cuba that everyone goes to on Thursday and at the Divi Resort on Friday evenings. They have live band there and you can go to the bar, get a drink and whatnot. While we were there, we spent some time on the resort, but we did go out of the resort on several occasions. So I'm a very adventurous traveler. Um, people that I know and I have traveled with in the past tend to be more laid low key, right? Like laid back. Let's just sit on the beach and sit there for hours. Let's go down to the pool and just sunbathe for hours. Let's go up to the room and let's sleep, right? That's not me. (laughs) That's not me at all. I like to go out of the resort and like do things in the country. So Aquila was all the way up for it. So we literally spent every day doing something with the exception of like the day before we left. We, the first day we went into town and we walked around for like an hour and a half all around the port. We went to the local market. We went shopping and just sightseeing. On the second day, we went snorkeling, snorkeling in the coral reef. It was amazing. I even saw a beautiful beautiful sea turtle and he was showing off for me the instructor who we were who we were with said that most of the times the turtles don't just go around anyone they don't really care to be around most people they just stay away but he was like going up and down for me up and down into the water going up to get some air going back down playing around in the in the coral reef um eating and things like that and then he finally kind of like went away on the third day We went on an ATV excursion through the desert 
and we stopped at a few places. The an old lighthouse that is still functioning today, and we went by a the we went by the coast and we got to see the beautiful coastline and the water. We were walking all on coral reef, and we learned that Bonaire used to be an island submerged, and I guess the platonic plates or the tectonic plates, I'm not sure which ones those are, they basically rose up the island. So a lot of the area where we were riding and walking was all coral reef, like beneath our feet. And it was really difficult to walk on. I remember at first thinking it was like clay or something because it was just so hard and just so like it was like walking over rubble. Um, On the fourth day, we went kayaking. And honey, let me tell you, that was not a good experience, okay? Our kayaking tour guide pretty much left us on our own. She was moving a little bit quicker, or let me be honest, she was moving a lot quicker than we were because we were struggling and some of the other members of our group were pretty good at keeping up with her pace. But Aquila and I and a young, um, a father with his young daughter they were struggling too. And at one point we actually got lost from our group and we kept getting stuck in the, in the mangroves because we were not just kayaking in like still open water. We were like kayaking through mangroves and basically mangroves are like trees and we kept bumping into them. Like we could not get out whenever we went into a tunnel. It was really hard for us to keep the boat straight. So we would steer left and right and bump, steer left and right and bump. It was a mess. So we come out into open waters, finally getting out of this mangrove and no one is there to be seen. We have no clue where our group is at all. And we basically start screaming, hello, hello. And uh, yeah, our tour guide came back and we, you know, made it the rest of the way. She spent more time paying attention to us, which was great, you know, and we we just went through the rest of the the, the tour. Um, the tour was long. It was a two-hour kayaking tour. And if you've never kayaked before, I don't know that that would be the tour for you. Um, I will say that we didn't choose this tour. Uh, the hotel chose it for us. So we didn't exactly know what we were getting into. But I will be honest, if I had chosen it for myself, I don't know that I would have known any different. I wouldn't have been none the wiser. So... That's what we did during our stay in Bonaire. Um, But also we did do some work. So one of the things we did was we started to organize um, ideas of what we want to talk about throughout the entire year. And most of the work that I do now, as it relates to my school, I do this through email. So if you're on my email list, then you probably get all of my updates about my new courses that I'm launching, about new training programs that I'm putting on, about any webinars that I'm doing, along with freebies and downloads and any information that I'm sharing, you're getting that information already. If you're not on my email list and you only follow me on social media or listen to this podcast, then it's very likely that you don't know much about what's going on with my school. Are you a newbie blogger who has struggled to get your blog off the ground? You make a couple blog posts and then you lose steam or no one's reading, no one's commenting, and you have no idea how to get this thing off the ground. Well, I know exactly how you feel. I was a newbie blogger once and the struggle 
is real. When I was a newbie blogger, I found great support from other people in my industry. These women helped mentor me, they coached me, and they supported me through the highs and the lows of blogging. And as you know, blogging is a full-time career for me, and I did this after just a few years of getting my teeth in the game. So I wanna work with you. I'm hosting a free training exclusively for bloggers who want to figure out how can I make this my full-time gig. If this sounds like something you're interested in, check the show notes for a link to my email list, sign up, and I'll send you all the details. And don't be selfish. Invite a friend. See you soon. This is where we get into the conversation about today's podcast in planning out 2020 for the school, thinking about what programs do we want to introduce for our members based on what they've asked us, based on what was most popular during 2019, along with how do we want to give this information? You know, do we want to create more podcast episodes? Do we want to create more videos? Do we want to do more webinars? Do we want to make more trainings? Like, what do we want to do? We were coming up with all these ideas about how we wanted 2020 to look for the school. And because I'm running a program that teaches creators how to level up their career, We came up with this idea for me to share what are the business tools that I'm using. And I loved this idea. When we started coming up with it, I started to get so excited. I was like, I cannot wait to record this episode because I know that there are so many of you out there that want to become business owners, social entrepreneurs. Maybe you want to start a blog and you're not always really sure like what tools to be used or what tools can be used to help you do some of your day-to-day tasks. And while I know that my line of work doesn't align with everyone's line of work that's listening to me, but maybe you have a hobby where something that I'm going to share today can absolutely help support that. Maybe you have a side hustle where something that I'm going to share today can absolutely support that. Or maybe you are someone who has a blog or wants to have a blog and All of the things that I share with you today would totally align with what it is you want to do, as well as maybe you're someone who wants to sell courses and all of the tools that I share today, or most of them at least, will be in line with with tools that you need. All right, so here are the tools that I'm using to run my multi six-figure business. And I wanna let you know, first and foremost, that I've gone through a number of tools in my day. And some of these are old tools. Some of these are new tools. Some of these tools I love and probably would never stop using. And then some of these tools are tools that I use because at the moment they offer some convenience for me, but I probably would be open to swapping them out in the future. And some of these tools are free. Some of these tools are paid. I know a lot of you are going to want to write down all the tools that I'm saying so that you're able to go and look them up when you're done listening 
What I've done to make this even easier for you is I've created show notes on my blog. Yes, show notes on my blog. This is something that I don't really do, but for this episode and maybe for most of the episodes in in 2020, I'm going to do this more often because I know that it's, it's helpful. I used to do show notes when I first started my podcast, but it became a lot to manage all on my own. However, now I have help. Now I have a team, so it's not like I'm doing it all on my own anymore. So I'm able to step out and offer more support to all of you. So you don't have to write down every single thing that I'm going to talk about today because it will be in the show notes on my blog. And all you'll have to do is visit the link in my podcast show notes below and you'll be able to get the um, list of all of the things that I mentioned today. All right, so I'm going to start with the business tools that I'm using that help me with business management. So for starters, I use a program called Monday. Now, Monday is an online task management system, and I use Monday to help organize myself along with my team. Some ways I use it on my own is I organize the workflow of my blog posts and my podcasts. There are specific things that I do after I write each blog post. I proofread, I make graphics, I create some type of opt-in as a lead magnet, I share it on social media, which includes Facebook, Instagram story, Twitter, and Pinterest. And sometimes I may run an ad on a blog post. Now, with Monday, I'm able to create a board and then I can have all of these tabs where I notate what part of the process I'm on. It helps me to track my progress on all of the pieces of my blog post from start to to finish. Now, as it relates to my team, my team is all remote. I'm in New York and Aquila, my business partner, she's in San Francisco. I have a student relations coordinator who is also one of my admins and she's in Florida. Her name is Kiki. I also have another admin who also helps with the school. Her name is Jamil and she is in Minnesota. So my team is working in remote locations and it's not always easy for us to communicate what tasks we want done. But most importantly, as their boss, it's not always easy for me to see what's been completed and what do I need to review and what updates do I want them to make after I've reviewed it? So Monday allows me to create this task management list by organizing tasks for my team and I can select them to um, be the person who has to do that task. And we have a bunch of different ways to notate where we are in the progress. Is it due? Is it, are you working on it? Are you waiting for me to approve it? And, you know, is it approved and all of that. I can also add dates and I can add times and it makes it really, really convenient for us all, especially when we're working on new projects. So I really love Monday and that's the one that I use. But I do know that there are other task management systems out there, but I love Monday. And I'm also going to include affiliate links to any of the programs that I'm using in my show notes on the blog. So that way, if you do decide to enroll in any of these 
these programs that are that are paid programs, you'll be able to support this podcast by enrolling through my affiliate link because this podcast will absolutely get a small commission when you do. But usually when you use an affiliate link, there's some type of like special or sale attached to it. So I'll make sure that that is available to you as well when you check the show notes. Now, the next tool I use for business management is Teachable. Teachable is the place where I store all of my course materials. It's referred to as a learning management system or LMS. And if you have ever done a course of mine or a training of mine, then you had to log in and create a Teachable account. And whether your course was paid or if it was a freebie, you got to see the experience of signing in and attending one of the classes. You go through a module and each module has lessons. The lessons are usually video, sometimes they're audio podcasts, and sometimes they're just written. And then you have the opportunity of leaving a comment. Usually they are your homework assignments, which we call level up assignments in the school. So Teachable is a very important piece to my business because this This is how my students get access to all of my course offerings. So if you're looking to start an online course, I would highly recommend Teachable. I've been using it now for a little over a year and I really love it. Now, my next business management tool that I use is Easy Webinar. Easy Webinar is an online video webinar service that allows me to meet with people live online. I've been using Easy Webinar also for a little over a year, and what I've enjoyed about Easy Webinar is the ability to host my discussions in a platform that saves it for me when I'm done, but also has a built in email system that allows people to register and then I can set up notifications. I love this feature of Easy Webinar. Additionally, after people watch one of my webinars, I can also send them emails through Easy Webinar as well. And I think the most important piece of Easy Webinar that I enjoy is when people register for my webinars, I get their emails directly into my email system. So it's not as though they're coming and watching me like how people watch me on, let's say, a Facebook Live and I'm not getting any of their information. They're just tuning in with Easy Webinar if you come come to one of my webinars, you have to register with your email address and that's how you get the registration information. But I also get your email and email is a very valuable piece of information. And so that's something that I'm always looking to get more of. With Easy Webinar, I can upload my presentations and show them in a really beautiful screen And when I do that, if I have my video camera on, it will put me in a nice cute bubble on the top of the screen so that the members that are watching me can still see me while I'm presenting. And I also can stream on Facebook. So typically when I do my webinars, I will stream from Easy Webinar by logging into Easy Webinar and then streaming to Facebook. And by doing so, I can share my screen, I can share a PDF, I can share um, pages that I'm looking at on the internet or a presentation. And then the people who are watching me on Facebook have access to that. Whereas if I were to stream a webinar on Facebook, no one would be able to see any of these things 
things because Facebook does not allow those features just yet. The next business management tool I use is Zoom. Zoom is another online meeting type of webinar service. I love Zoom for meetings. I meet with my team three times a week and we meet via Zoom. We get to see each other face to face and we share our screens. So that way I can show them what I'm doing. They can show me what they're doing and it helps for a very collaborative working environment when we're not together. So Zoom is Bay. We use it every day. And I also do Zoom conferences when I'm meeting with members of my school for their one-on-one mentorship calls. So instead of meeting with them on Easy Webinar, for example, I'll meet with them in Zoom and that way we can have a private meeting, just me and them. And it feels a lot less, it's a lot less involved than setting up an entire event on Easy Webinar. Zoom is very simple. This is my Zoom number. Click it and join me. Okay, the next tool I'm using is Google Calendar. I have an iPhone and I have Gmail. And when I first started using my iPhone, I was using the iCal, which is integrated into the iPhone. However, I noticed that it wasn't giving me all the functionality that I wanted. And one of my friends told me that she was using Google Calendar and she really loved it because of some of the different functionalities that she could do, like scheduling and color coding. And not that iCal doesn't have some of these features, but because it's linked in with your Gmail, you have a lot more access to features when you're on your computer. Now, I spend most of my day in my office sitting at my laptop and iCal works if I open it up on my computer, like on my Mac, but Google Calendar is right there in my email screen. And I always have my email screen open. In fact, I'm always going to my email screen regularly refreshing to see if I have any new emails from anyone. And so Google Calendar has just made the process of using my calendar while working at my desk a lot more seamless. And I love the Google Calendar app on my phone. I love how it organizes things, how it color coordinates things. And the layout in general is really modern. It allows for just really great integrations, such as I can set up a Zoom call right in my email and invite a bunch of people to a meeting, set up all of the alerts for them and they'll get it. And so it's very convenient. My team and I have a calendar that we use specifically for the school. I have a personal calendar that I use with my husband. And then I have a business calendar that I use to keep track of business tasks. And I color coordinate things on my calendar that are for my kids versus personal and so on. The next and last tool that I use for business management is Calendly. Now Calendly is an online calendar system, but it's different from Google in that Calendly lets you create calendars based on a specific topic. And then from there, you can organize your availability so people can register to meet with you. So I was initially using my Calendly as a way for my business clients who wanted to work with me for coaching to register based on my availability. And then at some point, I started offering mentorship calls in some of my programs. And Calendly came in major because I basically got to decide, I got to determine what time, what days and what times I wanted to be available to meet with my students. And then by sharing a Calendly link with them, they were able to register to meet with me 
based on my availability on those days. So it made it so much easier than having to send an email saying, hey, let me know what's, let me know some days and times that you're free. Instead, I could just say, hey, pick a day and time that works for you here. And that makes it so much more convenient and so less time consuming with the back and forth via email about when we can meet or not meet or this day doesn't work or that day does. It just makes it so much more convenient. Now that my school has over 1600 members, many of them who do meet with me for mentorship calls, this system has made a very seamless process in my work life. Now let's talk about which tools I use for social. My first tool that I'm using is Hootsuite. Now Hootsuite is an oldie but goodie. It's been around for a very long time. And Hootsuite is the program that I use as a content scheduling tool. I use it to schedule my Facebook posts and my tweets. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably know I tweet a lot. In fact, most of my tweets are actually scheduled weeks and weeks out making it a lot easier for me to share my content over and over again. I love sharing my old blog posts and putting them in front of new eyes. I also love sharing my podcast episodes as well as my YouTube videos. And I often share quotes. I love quotes. I love quotes on Twitter. Whenever I'm working on a new program or a training or I've created a new download that I want to share with other creators, I'll also schedule that to share multiple times on Twitter over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, months, year. You know, who knows? I just love sharing things on Hootsuite and it really frees up a lot of my time because if I know my content is getting out there, I don't have to worry about that on a daily basis. Next, I love using the program Unum for social media. Unum is spelled U-N-U-M, and I use it to plan out my Instagram posts. Although Unum has a scheduling option, I don't actually really use that. I just like to use it for the layout, and it's a great tool to help you visually see what your social feed is going to look like. The next tool I use for social is called Cut Story. So you know how Instagram Story only lets you put up 15-second clips, and you know how they recently did an update where they'll not You don't have to do each 15 second clip on its own if it's from a longer video, but instead they'll let you put the first four clips. But what happens when the video you have is longer than one minute? You can't put up the next four clips. It's just the first four. So Cut Story is here to the rescue. What I do is I'll upload my video. Let's say my video is like a minute and 30 seconds, or let's say it's two minutes. I'll upload it to Cut Story cut it down into one minute segments, and then I'll go on Instagram story and upload each one minute segment. Now, before Instagram did the update and allowed us to upload one minute segments, I used to break up my videos into 15 seconds and then I would upload them each individually. I know the life of an Instagrammer, right? You have to do all of these things in order to get your content up. But Cut Story is a great tool to use to cut up videos and you can cut up videos for all platforms, not only Instagram Story, but that's how I use it. 
All right, now I want to go into what tools I'm using for graphics because graphics are really important to a creator. I remember early on feeling the need to hire a graphic designer because I just didn't know like what I was supposed to do to make really beautiful custom designs, but I learned a lot along the way and I found some programs that really helped me out really well and I don't have to spend any more money on hiring a graphic designer. So for starters, I like to use Canva. C-A-N-V-A. Canva is a a free tool that you can go online, you can set up an account, and you can get the paid version as well, which is what I have, but you don't have to. And you can create custom designs for all your social media accounts. I make custom designs for my blog. I make custom designs for my presentations in the school. If you've ever taken one of my courses or if you've ever attended my training where there was a presentation, it was made in Canva. If you've ever downloaded any of my workbooks or PDFs, or checklists, they were all made in Canva. What I love about Canva is that it offers templates. I do not need to be a graphic designer to use it because it has a million templates and you can customize them to your liking with your brand colors and so on. You know, I actually have a program in my school called Master Canva where we teach our members how to use Canva because it is such an amazing program. One of the things that I love about Canva is that they have very diverse graphics. When I make presentations for my school, I love to put graphics of women of color because I want to relate and market to my tag, my target avatar, which is you. You're listening. You're most likely a woman of color. So I, I've often struggled with finding graphics of black women when I'm making presentations, but Canva, Canva, Canva slays with the custom free graphics of black women and other women of color. They they take the cake with that. Love, 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 love it. Next, I use an app on my phone called SparkPost. It's actually by Adobe, and I love to use SparkPost for some of my graphics that I make for my blog. So if you visit my blog and you ever see my Pinterest graphic, or if you see any of my blog posts on Twitter and Facebook with a custom graphic, those were made in SparkPost. I have like a template that I use for the font, and I choose a really nice image because they have this free library of images and I will use one of the images and then just adjust the colors to match the background of the um, the picture. The next program that I like to use for graphics is called Snapseed. Now Snapseed's Snapseed is an app on my phone that I use for editing my photos. If you see a photo on my social media, it has been edited by Snapseed. Even if the original image is flawless and is beautiful, I am going to put it in Snapseed and I'm going to edit the colors. I edit the colors on my photos to create a more vibrant look. I love adding some brightness. I love adding some saturation. So my brown skin looks really brown and chocolatey, but has a natural brown hue to it. Not that grayness that most cameras will pick up. I'll also add some ambiance and ambiance will lift up the highlights in the colors around me. So I'll add like When you add ambiance and saturation to a photo, if there's any blues, greens, yellows, reds, it picks it up really well and just makes the photo look so much more beautiful to the eye. Now, when it comes to email, I have two tools that I'm using that I want to talk to you about. The first tool is ConvertKit. 
and I am using ConvertKit for my email marketing. I used to use MailChimp a very long time ago, but I grew out of MailChimp. However, I don't want to recommend ConvertKit to someone who's just starting out. I honestly would recommend MailChimp. And the main reason for that is MailChimp is free and ConvertKit is not. Now, of everything else that I recommended today, I would recommend any of those things to anyone starting out starting out at any point if you have a need for those things. But when it comes to email, I do feel like ConvertKit is an expense that you might not be ready to make in the beginning because most new creators don't use their email often enough for me to say that it would pay off. I hope that makes sense. Like a lot of new creators would probably send an email once a month, if that. Um, So they don't end up getting like the value for their buck, right? But if you feel like you're going to send a lot of emails out and you're a newbie creator, then I would then I would recommend ConvertKit. Like in that case, I would recommend it. Anyway, let me get into it. So ConvertKit is an email marketing um, autoresponder. Basically, it collects your emails for you, for you. Your people can sign up to your email list and then you will be able to email them as well. Now, what I love about ConvertKit is that there's so many advanced features that allows you to target groups within your email. And this is a feature that I use very often because I have people that will come into my email list with a specific interest and I don't want to inundate them with stuff that they're not interested in. So I will tend to target my email list. Also, because I sell courses, I will target my emails to people that are not enrolled in a specific course. So if I'm you know, promoting for, let's say my program called Blog Boss or Paid Pay, I don't want to email you if you're already in those courses, right? And let's say, for example, I'm promoting my Instagram course, but you're either already a member of Instagram or you got Instagram as a bonus, I wouldn't want to message you about my Instagram course. You know what I mean? So I like to use ConvertKit in a number of ways, but that's one of my favorite ways is by targeting the people that I want to email and not emailing the people that I don't want. The other thing I love about ConvertKit is the ability to make as many landing pages as I need to. So I don't have to hire, I don't have to pay for another program to make a landing page for a new training or a new workbook or something else that I'm giving away for free or something else that I'm about to do, like like a webinar or something. I don't have to make a go and get another program where I can make a website for it or let's say use my blog for that. I can actually just make a landing page in ConvertKit and get people to sign up right in my email service. They basically go to this page. It's just custom designs. I put in all my information because they have a template and I can collect emails that way and then send them information that they need. Now, the third thing that I love about ConvertKit is its ability to create sequences. I used to send out emails one at a time because that's what most people do. However, in ConvertKit, you can create a sequence. So I can say these are the, these are the five emails that I want the people on this tag to get and it will send it out in the order that I say. Um, It's called like an automation. So I don't have to create like a new individual email for all five. I can put it in a sequence and anytime I want someone to go through that sequence, I can add them to it. Now, the other tool that I use for email, I already mentioned it. It was called Canva. And I'm only mentioning it mentioning it again now because in, in all of my emails that I send out, I usually will have a custom header. It says my name, Janelle B. Stewart, with a photo of me. And I designed this custom header in Canva. 
Let's talk about membership applications. If you have a program where you take applications, then you're going to love these tools. These two tools. I have programs where I've done membership enrollment applications, so I can screen the people who are coming through. I started doing this for specific programs because I noticed I was getting people enrolling into some of my programs that just totally were not supposed to be there, and I did my best I thought with my sales page I thought I did really good with my advertisement but when I find a pro when I create a program that is clearly for someone who's bit a bit more experienced and then someone who doesn't even have the platform that I'm talking about let's say I'm talking about a blog and they don't even have that like they have no blog at all that tells me that something was missed so by doing applications I can ask the necessary questions to determine if this person is a good fit for this program or not. And I do this for paid programs as well because it is important it is important to me that someone who comes in my program is going to be successful and complete it, right? I don't want you to come in, pay for my program and then feel completely overwhelmed to the point where you never even finish because you're just not in the right program for you. So it does help me even with my paid programs to do applications. So for that, I use two programs. The first program I use is called Typeform and the second program I use is called Google Forms. Typeforms are awesome. It's a very modern design. It kind of keeps the next question hidden until you're done and then it scrolls. Um, However, Typeform is only free when you have 10 questions and I use it for one very specific program that I run. Now, when I have other forms that I want to use where I'm asking a lot of questions, like more than 10, like 15 or 20, I use Google Forms. And if you have a Gmail account, you have access to Google Forms and you can create um, any amount of of membership applications or whatever. You can use Google Forms for anything. I actually also, now that I'm thinking about it, use Google Forms for surveys. I have surveys in built into many of my courses so that I can get feedback instantly from my members who are enrolled in that course after they finish a module. And so we use Google Forms as well to create surveys for our programs. And those are two great tools for you to create applications and so on. Next, when it comes to editing my videos for YouTube, editing my podcasts, the one you're listening to now, as well as my presentations for my school, the lessons and courses, I use Final Cut Pro X. It is a video editor that comes only available to people who have Mac, a Mac computer or a Mac laptop. And it's a great tool that I've been using for many, 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 many years before I even had a podcast, before I even had a school, I was using Final Cut Pro. And I know a lot of people when it comes to podcasts, they make recommendations of other other programs to use, but if you have Final Cut Pro on your computer or if you have iMovie, you can absolutely use those programs to record your audio. So for me, what I do when I'm recording a podcast or whatever, I will create a new event and then I will just use the record voiceover tool and record my podcast like I'm doing right now using my mic. When I'm doing my presentations, I'll usually record the voiceover for those in my phone. I'll use my memo app. And then I will upload the audio to my computer using a Canva presentation to go along with that. So I'm loving Final Cut Pro X and um, yeah, okay. Let's just say, let's just say whatever, whatever. Let me just stop there.
All right. The last two tools I want to mention would be wordpress.org. I have a WordPress blog and I use WordPress as the one place that I love to have my blog. I've been on WordPress for a very long time, but it wasn't the first place that I hosted my blog. I used to host my blog on a website called Blogspot or Blogger. And when I first started blogging, it was one of the places that I had gone to because I knew a lot of people who had blogs and they were on Blogger, Blogspot. I didn't really know much about WordPress. WordPress, I remember being thinking about it as like a more um, professional space to be in and not like a more laid back blog. So I went with Blogspot. A couple years in, I wanted to take my blog to the next level and I really wanted to get a WordPress blog, but I had my domain with the Blogspot company and I believe Blogspot got purchased by Gmail. So it was a nightmare getting my blog off of Blogspot. And once I finally did and got it on WordPress, I was good to go. And then that was my natural hair blog called kinkycurlycoilyme.com. Later, I then went from that blog to my janellebstewart.com blog and I also got a couple other domains that I also use WordPress on as well. Now, lastly, I'm going to talk about my podcast hosting. <laughs> it's the hosting that I use for this podcast right here if you're listening. So those of you who listened from Apple Music, um, if you're like me, you probably think that everyone is putting their podcast into Apple Music or into Apple Podcasts, but that's actually not true. Apple Podcast is more like a streaming database. You can kind of think of it like the old school RSS feed where the blogs used to feed into the RSS feed and if you were subscribed, you'd get it. So if you are following a certain podcast, you'll get your podcast RSS feed in your Apple Podcasts um, account. And you can also like see others and they have a whole directory. But no one's podcast is actually housed here. It's actually housed somewhere else. So for me, I used to use SoundCloud. But I found that SoundCloud didn't offer enough amenities for me as a podcaster. And also, I decided I wanted to launch a second podcast, which I haven't gotten off the ground just yet. But I do want to launch a second podcast and SoundCloud would have required me to buy a totally brand new account. And I wasn't going to do that. I was like, no way. There has to be another way. So I did some research and I found Buzzsprout. And I was pretty sold on Buzzsprout. One, because Buzzsprout has so many resources for podcasters. So many. And I loved that. If you can find a a program or a tool that supports you outside of just saying, hey, here's a place to put your stuff but actually gives you information like here's how you set up your podcast. Here's how you um, do your audio. Here's how you monetize your podcast. Here's more information on how to get more people to listen. Like they give so much support. And with that being said, I just could not like, I couldn't go anywhere else. I had looked at other places like something FM and Stitcher and some other place. And I just was very, very satisfied with with Buzzsprout. And um, the one thing that I needed from SoundCloud, which was the ability to have multiple podcasts, Buzzsprout allows me to do that. As long as I stay within my minutes, I can stay on the plan that I'm in. However, if I need more minutes in order to run um, both of my podcasts, then I'll have to upgrade to another plan. But nonetheless, I can still share my minutes on um, one podcast. And when I say minutes, I mean like the minutes of airtime. So if, a, if an episode is an hour, 
hour. Um, I have about three hours, I believe, available to me every month. So if I'm putting up three one-hour episodes on both podcasts, that would be six. I would need to upgrade my plan for that. However, if I'm putting up, let's say, three 30-minute episodes on each podcast, that can work. Or if one podcast has some long, some short, and the other one has all short, you know, whatever the variation is, as long as I don't go exceed my three hours, I'm fine. So I really appreciated that from Buzzsprout. And so I decided to go with Buzzsprout instead of going with any of the other podcast services that are out there. And I would highly, highly recommend it to any of you thinking about podcasting as well. Okay, and those are all the tools that I'm currently using to run my business. Now, listen, there's probably some other things that I use on a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis, or a month-to-month basis here and there. I'm sure I can't list every single thing. So if you really enjoyed this episode and you really enjoyed all the tools that I shared, let me know by tweeting me at Janelle B. Stewart. Send me a tweet. Let me know that you really enjoyed this episode and that you would love for me to do another one, like a part two, where I'm sharing more of the management tools and business tools and all of those things that I'm using. Because there are more, but these are like the main ones that I would, like if I didn't have any one of these, my business would, there would be a problem. (laughs) There would be a problem. Whereas the other tools, they're enhancement tools, they help, but they're not like a necessity, you know, I don't need them, but I use them and they're, and I'm grateful for them. So there that, so there's that. Now, additionally, if you really, really enjoy this episode and you want more episodes like this that are more social entrepreneur driven, career driven, creator driven and support like this, I want you to do me a solid and also let me know. I cannot get feedback just from you listening. I can only get feedback when you take the next step and you communicate with me. So there's so many ways to get in touch with me. You could leave a review if you haven't done so already, letting me know how you felt about this episode and that you would really appreciate more like this. You can tweet me on Twitter doing the same, and you can also reach out to me on Instagram doing the same. Any way you prefer communicating with me is fine as long as you communicate. I even have a podcast email specifically for this podcast for you to reach out to me. It's podcast at janellebstewart.com. I hope this episode was helpful. I really enjoyed creating it. I really enjoyed talking about the pieces of my business that only me and my team really know about. And I'm looking forward to all of the great topics that are coming up in 2020. Can I give you a sneak peek? Well, if you listened this far, then you'll get this information first. So for the month of January, what I'm going to be talking about is starting before you're ready. And every single week in January, every Monday at 6 a.m., you can expect a new podcast episode from me in regards to the topic starting before you're ready. I really want to address some of those fears that you have about starting, and I would love to help you work through them. So stay tuned for those discussions in January. Now, can I ask you one more favor before I go? If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please do. And okay, another favor. Sorry. If you haven't shared this podcast and you really liked it, do me a solid and share this. You can tweet it. 
you can Facebook it and you can even Instagram it or put it on your Instagram story and let people know. And if you still email, which I do, or text your best friends, you can also do the same and let them know that they should listen to this episode. Share it with a creator out there who could benefit from learning about business tools to help them run and grow their business. Now, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. It's not the one that I share all the time, you know. This quote today is inspired by a tweet that went out on my Twitter that I loved so much and it got really, really great engagement. And that quote is, envision, create, and believe in your own universe and the universe will form around you. I love that. Isn't that amazing? That quote really, really hits. It hits. Okay, ladies, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great, 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 great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.